0: bed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old man Grognard here. Happy Monday to you. Hope you're all doing well. I am. Had a Had a granddaughter's birthday dinner last night at a a Japanese steakhouse was interesting. Hadn't done that in about 30 years. Wow. So how all are you? I hope you're all doing well. I already said that. But I want to talk about... I was watching... I want to talk about campaign worlds for a minute. Because I saw a very good YouTube video about how to put Mistara together into a cohesive campaign world. Because Mistara, they claim, has had more written about that campaign world than anything else TSR put out. And I don't doubt it because of the way they did it. It was 14 Gazetteers, one box set, actually two box sets. You know, there's a few ancillary box sets there, but th- what they did is they didn't ever put out they didn't ever put out a Mystara box set. World of Mystara. No. They never did that. They just went the Gazetteer route, which means they wrote more about it than any other campaign world. The downside is the gazetteers were written by different authors who didn't talk to each other. So there's continuity errors. And this YouTube video gave one person's account of how he would put together the world as far as a cohesive whole. Now, let's start start at the beginning about your campaign world. I mean, I've got a campaign world. It's created as you play. That's the way most people do it because they start with a little area and it gets a little bigger and a little bigger. Next thing you know, you're making a world map and things like that. And some people say, okay, we're going to game here. I'm not going to think about it. But if your world is a little bit more cohesive, it might be richer in, in things, richer in role playing. At least that's my opinion. Like I said, do as, I'm not going to say do as I say, not as I do, because I'm still developing my world. And I do think about my world every once in a while about who does what, who's, who's marrying who, who's trying to kill who, what wars are going on, if any, and all that kind of stuff. But I've got, after a while, you play in this world, you should probably sit down and just think, okay, how does this all fit together into a homogenous whole, not, or not so homogenous whole? You gotta think you think about things like when I looked at my world, I roughly divided it up into sections, what the sections were like. And if you're doing a you know, a left coast type world like I do, first thing you've gotta think of, first thing I gotta think of is the top and the bottom of the map. Because I'm assuming that in my world, the top of the map is gonna be cold. I mean, you know, uh, getting near Canada cold and near the i don't know maybe the the middle of it would be like warmer or down at the bottom it could be right up against the uh the the the, the equator which is always where the hottest places are so you, first of all you take that into account the weather so you think about that and then you think about okay are we going to have nations or are we going to have, like, city-states and wilderness-in-between-them things? Places like the Forgotten Realm split the difference. So does Mistar to a certain extent. They split the difference by having both. They have places like Cormier, which is a nation. But they also have city-states like Waterdeep, Shadowdale, the Dales, which is a rough conglomeration of... I guess you can call it a nation. I don't know what else you would call it. But they're not as organized as, say, Cormier, where they have a king, and they have this guard, and they have this, that, and they've got advisors and a council and all that kind of stuff. And then you have, like, Waterdeep, which is ruled by the lords of Waterdeep, and it's pretty much its own city-state. So there's that try to come up with if you can pick out certain areas try and come up with at least one or two prominent npcs probably the rulers or the person the people who have have sway in those places and try to assign them i've got i've done the same thing i've 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 really don't have any nations in my world it's mostly city states but there are sections that behave like nations because they're more like a cooperative. They're more like something like that, a Council of the Dales or something like that. Because I've only got like two or three areas kind of roughed out because I've been running campaigns in here and every time I run a campaign, I feel in a little more of the world. And then I sit down and I go, okay, how can this work and how can that work? This this city state, the the, the like say it's say city state of the invincible overlord. He has a daughter. He wants to marry it off this other this other area here and maybe get land. Or maybe he's invading. Who knows? I've got places for dwarves. I've got places for elves. Now you don't strictly have to have a dwar- a an elven conclave in the forest or or a dwarven hold in the mountains that's up to your personal taste but it helps and i've got areas where it's mostly halflings and cosmopolitan areas too i've got one city opac which is located at the bottom of the very end of a mountain chain that is a very, very cosmopolitan city because I said, okay, there's where the universities are going to be. There's where the, the halls of learning are going to be. This is going to be known as a place of learning. So that automatically makes it cosmopolitan. It's not near any coast, but it's on a crossroads. It's, it's a very big crossroads, and it's next near a lake. A lake that is renowned for its healing properties. They get healing potions out of this. So we have that kind of action going on. I also put a caldera near there with a bunch of undead who never seem to get to Opak to attack it because of the lake. Because the lake has such positive energy in it that it's very easy to guard. But they, they have to worry about other invaders, things like that. And, of course, the dwarves are in the mountains. And we've got, I've got an area of, called Satan's Fist. And it's got a little Barovian town in there—not Barovia, but it's got a little town in there that I've used before. And its ruler is pretty much a friendly vampire, and the town—the town of the vampire—work hand in glove. It's—it's it's not he's not evil or anything, but they work to he—he he benefits from them; they benefit from him because he's a reluctant vampire. He doesn't want to. Use anybody's blood, he'd rather just drink cattle blood or something like that. But that's a whole, that's a whole, another, another thing. And I've also got a place like Kyrdun, in the middle of the forest. This is the city that elves and rangers built, and it looks it because they have incorporated the forest into the city instead of vice versa. Yes, they built forests with it with the help of the druids of the treants, they built the city. I mean with the help of the Druids and the Treants and the Rangers. And there's a kind of a peace that goes on there. And they've also used that area. They also welcome other races to use that area as like a negotiating area. Or, you know, if somebody's... If an ambassador wants to wants to counsel with another ambassador from somewhere else, he goes to Kair Dune because they are well protected. They're in the forest. And so, you have something like that. So, you start dividing the sections, and then you try and smooth out the lines. In other words, why, do these, why are these undead over here near Opak? Well, because of the lake. They could Opak can protect that side of the mountain. Well, what about the other side of the mountains? Well, there's mostly rolling hills. That's where, that's where the, the halflings live. And well, somebody, somebody wanted to just march through the halfling village to get there. They could. Okay, then you come up with something else. And just, you see how one area is like, and you see how another area is like, and how they could work together or not work together. So, you have that. So, this is the kind of things you should think of when you start doing your campaign world. How how the pieces fit together. That's the whole key. How do pieces fit together. And if you want to talk to me about this or argue with me about it, you can send me an email at oldmangrognar at gmail.com or you can send me a, a voicemail at anchor and we are monetized now. So as little as 99 cents a month, you too can be a, be supporting this program. And I would thank you. Thank you again, Jonathan and Oliver for supporting me. You guys are great. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions, comments, send them to old man at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when radio grognard is on the air.